The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. The Father of all fathers, the Lord of hosts, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who has never lost a war. We are proud of you, Daddy. We are proud to be your children. We know, Lord God Almighty, that with you on our side, we are more than a conqueror. We give you glory, Lord. Accept our worship in Jesus' name. Father, today, the particular person you want to speak to, let him or her hear you loud and clear. Amen. And before this service is over, my Father, my God, banish the spirit of fear completely in the life of that individual in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, my Lord and my Savior, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are continuing with our study on going higher. And we are now in part 56. Our text is still 1 Kings chapter 19. From verse 13 to 14, 1 Kings 19, 13 to 14. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he rubbed his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what dost thou hear, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken their, thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Elijah said, I'm in danger of my life even as I'm talking to you, Lord. I am a fugitive running from those who are eagerly seeking to destroy me. As you grow higher in the Lord, you need to be prepared for enemies. If you have no enemies, it can only mean that you are nothing. He 
if you are still in the captivity of Satan, there's not likely to be much persecution. But when your anointing begins to grow, when the Almighty God begins to use you for his glory, oh, you will attract the attention of hell and agents of hell. People will attack you for no just cause. The attack might get so severe that your faith might be shaken. Here, Elijah spoke with fear. And I believe God is specifically sending me to someone today who is a true child of the living God, doing his or her best for God, who is afraid. And God is asking me to tell you, fear not. Don't be afraid. If you study your Bible very well, you will discover that Fear not, or don't be afraid. It's repeated 365 times in the Bible. 365 times. Now, what does that tell you? There is one fear not for every day of the year. So January 1, fear not. <laughs> January 2, fear not. May 30, fear not. December 24, fear not. There is a fear not for every day of the year. Lamentation chapter 3 from verse 22 to 23 it's of the mercy of the Lord that we are not consumed. And it's renewed every morning. Every morning, God keeps saying to you, hey, the mercy that kept you alive till today is there. I am a faithful God. It's a great is his faithfulness. In Isaiah chapter 41, from verse 10 to 14, Isaiah 41, from verse 10 to 14, three times in very few verses, God said, fear not, fear not, fear not. And if God asks you to fear not, then why should you fear? Relax, my brother. Relax, my sister. God says, fear not. Fear not. Why? 
Your dad owns the earth. The almighty God. He is the owner of the earth. Psalm 24 verse 1. Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. He owns the earth. Isaiah 66 verse 1. Isaiah 66 verse 1. When I was preaching in uh, one place not too long ago, using that passage, I said, when God is seated, he's in control. Because heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. He is in absolute control of everything from heaven to the earth. Whatever is going on on earth is under his feet. When he's seated, he's in control. What happens when he rises? Psalm 68 from verse 1 to 3. Psalm 68 from verse 1 to 3. When he rises, his enemies scatter. And God is going to arise for someone today. Amen. If you are the one that God sent me to, fear not. God is in control. Everything that's going on in this world is under his feet. Oh, pastor, you don't know how many enemies I have. According to Acts chapter 9, from verse 1 to 6, Acts 9, from verse 1 to 6, your enemies are his enemies. That should make you happy. Because when he knocked down Saul of Tarsus, <coughs> On the road to Damascus, and, and Saul said, who, who is that talking to me? He said, I am Jesus Christ that you are persecuting. He was in, seated in heaven on, his, on the right hand of his father. And Saul was persecuting Christians. He said, hey, it's me you are persecuting. Relax. Your enemies are his enemies. And uh, according to First Peter chapter five verse eight, First Peter five verse eight, the Bible tells us, yes, you, there is an enemy, like a roaring lion, and is walking about, seeking whom he may devour. But when you read 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, the Bible says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. <laughs> we used to joke about it when we were younger Christians. The enemy is walking. The eyes of my father is running. Somebody will arrive before the other. His eyes are running through and through the whole world. So don't worry. Uh, the enemy is walking. My father will arrive first. And you know what? Even the devil can't touch you without God's permission. He can't. 
And the devil is the master of all your enemies. I mean, he's the biggest of all the demons. So if, if, if the one pursuing you happens to be a witch or a wizard, and that's just a small fry. The biggie himself is the devil. And he can't touch you without God's permission. You don't believe me? Read Job chapter 1 from verse 6 to 12. Job 1, 6 to 12. Job 2, 1 to 6. Job 2, 1 to 6. In both cases, the devil sought permission before he could do anything to Job at all. He sought permission. And God said, thus far you can go. And you can't go further. You want permission to check out my servant? To see whether he will deny me or not? Fine. Permission granted. Go ahead. You will discover the end. My servant will stand strong. Now, Job was a servant. And so it could be used for an examination. You are not just a servant. You are a child of God. Nobody performs an experiment with his child. <laughs> hey. I say, why are you laughing? I just remembered when they said they discovered a vaccine for coronavirus. They tested it on a woman who was already over 100 years old. <laughs> I laughed when I heard. So that if the thing fails and the old woman dies, they will say, you're already over 100. Have you ever had the scientist who tested the vaccine on his son? The Bible made it abundantly clear. God does not joke with his children. You want proof? Exodus chapter 4, from verse 21 to 23. Exodus 4, 21 to 23. God said to Pharaoh, let my son go. Because the fellow you are holding is my son. If you don't let my son go, I will kill your firstborn. Exodus chapter 4, from verse 21 to 23. In Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8, Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, you are the apple of his eyes. Anyone who touches you touches the apple of his eyes. It's written, it's there. When you see a man, in a very important meeting where everybody must be at attention. And suddenly he sees a fly flying towards his eyes. Attention or no attention, he's going to deal with the fly. <laughs> you are the apple of God's eyes. Anyone who touches you touches the apple of his eyes. That's what is written. Relax, brother. 
Oh, you don't know the great danger I am in, Pastor. Yeah, I don't, but God does. Remember, he knows everything about you from the beginning to the end. He has an appointed time for you to die. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Hebrews 9, 27. You will not die until the appointed time. There's an appointed time for a man to die. When that appointed time comes, well, that's a different matter. But you know what? It can even postpone the day of your death. That's what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 16. Proverbs 3, verse 16. He can lend in your days on earth. I mean, for example, in Isaiah chapter 38, from verse 1 to 5, Isaiah 38, from verse 1 to 5, he was the one, God was the one who sent to uh, Ezekiah. He said, hey, You've been a good boy, so I would like to give you advance notice. You're about to die. Put your house in order. Ezekiel said, but Lord, I, I don't want to go yet. You know how, how well I have behaved. God said, well, that is true. You, you, you've, done, you've done very well, my son. Um, prophet, go back and tell him. I give him extra 15 years. You don't know what? It is clearly stated in the word of God that you can negotiate the day of your death with God. Paul said so. He said, I find myself in a strait between two things, either to depart which is better, or to stay a little longer. He said, because of you Christians, my children, I will stay a little longer. Peter said, I will soon be going because the Lord has told me I will soon be going. He said, so has God told you you are about to go? Then why are you afraid? And in any case, if he says you're about to go, you can negotiate. And tell him, if you don't mind, I will stay a little longer here. So no enemy can kill you before your time. Isaiah chapter 91 from verse 14 to 16. Isaiah 91 from verse 14 to 16. The Bible says, with long life will I satisfy you. So I will keep you here until you are satisfied. Until you say, I want to go now. <laughs> I mean, you know the testimony of one of our uh, late papa. The one who came to me when he was approaching the age of 88. And said, sir, uh, so 40 years ago, I met a prophet who told me everything that will ever happen to me. Everything, in detail, how rich I will become, how successful, etc. But he told me, at such and such a time, I'm going to die. And I laughed. 
Ah, he said, why are you laughing? This serious matter. He said, I've come to the Holy Land here. I bought a little flat here. So I could find when it is time to die, I will die here. So I said, he said, it's about two weeks to go. I said, that Papa, you've just given your life to Jesus Christ. I said, yeah. Are you ready to serve God? And I said, ah, with everything. Uh, are you ready to die? He said, not exactly. He said, but the prophet said, I said, forget the prophet. I'm saying to you, sir, you will live and you will not die. And whoever God sent me to this day, I hope you are listening. You are going to live. You are not going to die. Papa lived on this camp for another 12 years. When he was almost 100, he sent a messenger to me. Tell Papa, I want to go home now. He spent 12 years here. He attended Bible college. <laughs> he was always the first in money prayer. No enemy can kill you until God is ready. Stop being afraid. The Lord will fight for you. Amen. He didn't say there won't be enemies. Isaiah 54, from verse 15 to 17, Isaiah 54, 15 to 17, he said they will gather up, gather together against you. He said, but they gather to, together against you. They will fall for your sake. That's what he said. He said, no weapon formed against you will prosper. That is God speaking. That's your daddy speaking. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Romans chapter 8, verse 31 said so. If God is for you, no one can be against you. And when Romans 8, verse 37, Romans 8, 37 says, You're more than a conqueror through him who loves you. So please, whoever you are, because I am convinced beyond all doubts, this particular Someone is for someone who is afraid. Relax. Psalm 46 verse 10. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Just be calm. You know, he made a promise in Isaiah chapter 46 from verse 3 to 4. Isaiah 46 from verse 3 to 4. He said, Huh? I'm the one who has been carrying you from your mother's womb. He said, even to old age, I am he. I'm the one who made you, and I'm the one who will carry you. That is what God said. So, all you have to do now is play your own part. You say, what is my part? Uh, live by faith, not by fear. You know, God is not a talkative. And four times he said, the just shall live by faith. Four times. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Habakkuk 2, verse 4. 
Romans 1, verse 17. Romans 1, 17. Galatians 3, 11. Galatians 3, 11. And Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Hebrews 10, 38. Four times the Lord kept on repeating himself. The just shall live by faith, not by fear. Remember, Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And fear is the opposite of faith. So you don't want to annoy God by continuing to be afraid. If he says, fear not, then fear not. So in conclusion, those of you who think, those of you who are not children of God, because what I'm saying is, is, is for children of God, if you are not a child of God, and you say, well, no problem. I have enemies. I can take care of myself. Oh, that's a dangerous way of thinking. You see, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13, Proverbs 21, verse 13, makes it clear. Horses are prepared for the day of battle. But safety is of the Lord. All those charms that you think can protect you against all the enemies. Hey, who made the charms for you? How do you know that the one who made the charms for you is not in the same secret society as the one who wants to kill you? How do you know that they are not working together? But they can't compromise Jesus Christ. They can't compromise God. Safety is of the Lord. So run to him now. Give your life to him. Become one of his children. And I can guarantee you, from now on, you have nothing to fear because he will take care of his own. So if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, wherever you are, will you please bow your heads now and say, Lord, I'm running into you for safety, for security, for protection. Save my soul, and I will serve you forever. And I will pray with you even now as you bow your heads in prayer. My Father, my God, I want to thank you once again for your word. And I want to thank you because you know all things you know who you are talking to in particular today. And I thank you for your concern. Father, please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, I'm committing all those who are surrendering their lives to you today into your hands. Please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Receive them into the family of God. Keep them secure under your shadow. And Lord God Almighty, don't let them ever backslide. And every one of us that are already in you, my Father and my God, blow away everything trying to cause us fear in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, my Father and my God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I rejoice with those of you who have given your life to Jesus. I promise you that from now I'll be praying for you. So please contact me as soon as possible. Giving me your names, your address, and your prayer requests. And I promise you I'll be praying. And then contact the nearest Redeemed Christian Church of God to you. And I tell the pastor there, you've given your life to Jesus. And he will tell you what to do next. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.